Podcast Answer Man, episode number 186. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the podcast about podcasting. Trying to help you on a weekly basis to take your podcast to the next level, to give you insights and answers to how to do the things you want to do with broadcasting your message to the world. Hey, it's Thanksgiving week here in the United States, and I've got a special episode once again. I say special episode because uh, this is, you know, outside of the normal format. Of course, it's becoming a little bit more normal um, where I'm doing these interviews from time to time. But I've got another special interview that I'm going to be doing in this week's episode. It's going to be with my good friend, Dr. Thomas Lamar, a podcasting chiropractor. Yet another example of somebody who's using podcasting in their business and wonderful conversation that I had with Dr. Thomas Lamar. I'm, I'm very excited to bring that to you. So that's one of the things that's going to be included in this episode. But before we do that, I've got a couple other things on my mind. First and foremost, I want to let you guys know if you're not on the mailing uh, list or the newsletter over at podcastanswerman.com slash mailing list, uh, you should get on there. Uh, one of the things that I talked about and shared that I'm so excited about Uh, this week is the fact that everything is now running. Every website that I own, host, manage, whatever, everything is now hosted on Bluehost and no longer on GoDaddy. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail here on this episode of Podcast Answer Man, but if you want to know just how bad things got with GoDaddy, not just on one occasion, but multiple occasions, but recently, it just was something that was just not going to be resolved. Uh, Head over to gspn.tv slash GoDaddy. That's uh, gspn.tv slash GoDaddy. You can read the whole story there and why I've switched everything over. Special thanks to my good friend, Jorge Cisneros, for helping me out with that. Uh, Again, uh, Jorge, you were a blessing. I also want to share with you a little bit of an audio word of thanks or whatever from Pastor Gene Roncone, and this is something that he just sent in. Hey Cliff, just wanted to thank you for your coaching session today on how to improve the quality of my daily radio show. This is how the old sound was before you helped me with new settings. And this is the sound how it is now after your coaching session. Hey, thanks again, friend, for helping me with the Power 3 Daily Show. I love that. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Gene, for sending that along. So yes, obviously you can tell that there is a huge, significant difference in the sound of his before and after. And so I'm very happy to have worked with him one-on-one and giving him some pointers on how to use Adobe Audition to really beef up that sound. And of course, what I shared with him was uh, a lot of what you can find in the Adobe 101 uh, tutorial over at podcastanswerman.com slash products. I want to actually go to this idea of expanding our audience because a lot of people who are looking to... Uh, their stats aren't looking at their stats. What I found, a majority of people aren't monetizing their podcast just yet. Uh, they're, they're still trying to grow their audience to a size where they think they quote unquote can monetize. Here's the situation. A lot of people are looking at their stats obsessively because they want to, they want to see themselves rise up to, you know, four or five, six thousand. They get six thousand. It's like, how can I get this thing up to ten thousand? And and you know, and some people get really disappointed when they only see a one percent, you know, growth in their audience when they have five hundred thousand subscribers. Um, and and the the question is always, how can I grow my audience? How can I grow my audience? How do I market this thing? You know, that those are the questions that I think are on a lot of people's minds. I'm gonna play. A little bit of an audio clip here from Seth Godin. This is from a a video that Loic Lamour, uh, the guy who does Low Web, uh, he he interviewed Seth Godin, and here is what Seth Godin had to say. Like it's not it's not about the tools, really. It's not about blog posts. It's about what inspiration. It's about exactly. the purple cows. Yeah. So a purple cow is, is something worth talking about. Something remarkable. 
if person A tells person B about something, it is remarkable, and that discussion didn't cost you money, right? But it's spread. It goes past all the spam filters. It moves through the net very quickly. It moves through society very quickly. So what's the hard part? The hard part is to make something people choose to talk about. So you're at the little web conference. People choose to talk about it. You don't have to spend any money to let them know it exists. Well, in fact, we don't do any marketing because otherwise boring people show up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You want people who are in the network, who have already heard about it, to right. want to come. But if your conference was boring, no one would come. No. no one would talk about it. So you spent all your time and money not spamming people about a boring conference. You spent it making a better conference. And so that's the big transition we're facing. All right, so there you go. Oh, I love this. I absolutely love this. Now, of course, uh, Seth Godin, in my mind, is a business genius. I, I really do enjoy his materials, his books that he's put out. And here are a couple things that I want to say that I totally agree with. Number one, make your podcast, you know, make something that people choose to talk about. Are people choosing to talk about your content? Imagine how much time you're spending on stats. And by the way, I used to spend probably at least 20 minutes a day, you know, logging in and looking at my stats. I, I know it's a little obsessive, but yes, I was spent. I would sometimes spend a total of about 20 different 20 minutes over the course of an entire day just looking at my stats. Look after I would release an episode. It's like, hey, let's see how many people downloaded it now that it's been out for an hour and. Oh, let's see how many it is now, two hours later. Imagine if I were to spend all of that time in building a better show. You know, instead of spending your time marketing your podcast and trying to find ways to, to, to you know, to get on people's radar, how about spending time, and I love what he says, spend your time and money making a better fill in the blank. So why don't you spend more time and more money on building a better podcast and and making sure that your content and its quality is remarkable and people are talking about it and and then you don't need to spend any time marketing your podcast because people are out there talking about you. And and this is exactly what I've I've experienced over the entire journey of my podcasting is is that the content that I've been producing people are talking about. I, I get stories. I love it when I get a story from a a listener who will say, you know, I was in the car the other day and and uh, you know she was uh, she was talking to her husband. And she says, well, you know what Cliff and Stephanie said on. It's like, oh my gosh, not another Cliff and Stephanie por- uh, story. You talk like you talk about these people as if they're real. And so what they're doing is is we have people who listen to Family from the Heart and we're sharing content on there that we hope is entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspirational. And and people are taking the things that we share in our in our show and they're changing their lives. And when people ask them about these radical changes to their lives and these things that, you know, it's like, hey, where did you come up with the idea to do this? Oh, you've got to check out this podcast. It's it's called Family from the Heart. You can find it at familyfromtheheart.com. And you know what? Do we, do, you know, is that going to add tens of thousands of people over the next couple months? It doesn't matter. What we're doing is we're getting engaged audience members and people who are pre-sold on the content that we are putting out there. It is, it, it, you just can't get better marketing that, than that. And so the idea here is that, you know, the stats are okay. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not going to look down on anybody of looking down at stats, but there comes a time when I think that probably if you're looking on how to build your audience, it, it there are you certainly want to market it. You certainly want to be you, you want to be able to be found, to be discovered. You want to be in iTunes. You want to be uh, discoverable in a Google search. You want to be in the Zoom marketplace uh, for your podcast. You want to be in the the uh, BlackBerry podcast directory. Sure, you want to be in the in some of these places. But what you want is you want to make sure that when people listen to your show that it sticks that it's that it's remarkable that people not only that that they find it inter- interesting inspirational and and something that's meaningful and of value to them but of so much value that it causes them to tell other people about you so how do you grow your podcast spend your time money your energy on making your podcast better that's how you grow your audience i i honestly believe that
Um, anyway, uh, let's see here. Anyone can lead a tribe. Anybody can be a leader. And you can make a living with just 1,000 people in your tribe. Is that really possible? Well, here's what Luik and uh, Seth were talking about and where this idea comes from. You're saying in your book that, like, I, I, I think I remember that, like, everyone can be a leader, right? Anybody should have a community around them. Not should. Not should. What I'm saying is there's no test you have to pass. No one's in charge of giving you, you know, a permit or a license. And that's really hard for people to get over because in school you weren't allowed to stand up and teach the class. And at your job you're not allowed to stand up and tell the boss what to do. But all of a sudden, if you care about something, you can stand up and lead. That's mind-blowing. You know, that formerly homeless people, I know two, formerly homeless people who are now on the web leading hundreds or thousands of people making a living at it. How do they make a living out of a tribe? This is a part on, on your book that uh, I think could have been, you know, like, that I'm eager to learn from more. Like, you have your tribe, okay, you have these thousands of people. You said 1,000 is enough. You were quoting a page where, an article where 1,000 is enough to make a living for an artist if he has his tribe. He doesn't need more, right? What are the ways that, you know, those entrepreneurs watching here, there are many here, uh, <laughs> there is a 1,000 at least, um, can make a living out of it, you think? Well, it can get you elected president of the United States, right? That was a tribal thing. Um, Shepard Ferry, the artist who did the Obama poster, okay? How much money did he make from that poster? I don't know. Nothing. No. Right? He gave the poster away to everyone to help with the movement. How much does his art cost now if you want to buy one of his paintings? Right? The fact is, he needed his 1,000 true fans, 1,000 people who will cross the street, who will buy an original piece of art, who will, you know, be a patron. 1,000 people who will blog post about his next work of art. 1,000 people who will go to the, the gallery. Well, Shepard got there by helping a movement be created. That if we look at somebody who uh, wants to start a startup company, well, one way to do it is to sort of barrel your way in. Another way is to find that circle of 1,000 users who so desperately need your product, like 37 Signals. 37 Signals does not make software for everyone. They made Basecamp for 1,000 people who cared. With right? high support and high service. Exactly. And if those 1,000 people are so committed, they'll each bring you 1,000 customers. Then they win. I love this audio clip from Seth and Luik. This is amazing conversation here because here's the, here's the thing. The question is, do you care about something and are you passionate about something so much that you're willing to stand up and to be a leader in that particular area? And if you are, if you have enough passion, if you have enough zeal, if you have enough desire to make a difference in whatever area it is that you're passionate about, if you're passionate enough to be, stand up and say, I'm willing to be a leader, there are people out there who are looking for a leader, and here's the good news. You don't need permission. There is no application for you to fill out, and there's no board out there that has to certify you to be a leader. You can get out there, you can start a blog, you can start an online forum, you can start an audio podcast, you can do whatever you want out there, just about, there there are no more gatekeepers hardly anymore in this space, and so it's, it's amazing, you can just get out there and you can just start leading, and I love the idea that they shared, and it is a true idea, and it's one I know for a fact to be true. You can start making a living with just 1,000 people in your tribe. Absolutely, hands down, I can tell you right now from experience, from experience that I literally started this business out like this. I started it out with with just just under a thousand people in my tribe. Uh, in fact, I would say probably closer to like two or three hundred people in my tribe when I actually launched this thing full time. Now, wait a second. Didn't I have more people subscribe to my, all my overall pod? Yeah, that, that was people who were subscribed for free to entertainment podcasts and all of that stuff. But when it came down to it, when it was people who really believed that Cliff Ravenscraft could make this a reality to to do what he's doing uh, with podcasting to make a living a career out of this. There were only a few hundred people, and to be honest with you, a few hundred of those people they didn't even financially support anything that I did to get things started. 
but I had a few hundred people who who were out there who cared enough to follow the story, who who were listening to the podcast that I was producing, who told other people about it, and whenever anybody ever asked them about this idea of podcasting, who did they tell them to go to? They told them to go to this guy named Cliff, head over to podcastanswerman.com, and, and here we are today, and, and I will tell you, the power of just 1,000 people in your tribe is unbelievable. I love what he shared. You know, you just get 1,000 people, and if 1,000 people told, you know, one person, hmm, yep, that's a lot of people. Okay, so so my question is, by the way, who have you told about PodcastAnswerMan.com lately? Uh, anyway, I, I, I love this this content, and, and I hope that this is... You know, I know it's a little departure. This episode this week, you know, I'm not going into a lot of the questions. I'm just sharing a lot of, I, I think, overview, insight, and perspective that I've gained over the years, and, and I just wanted to share some of this stuff with you. Now, with that being said, before I go into the interview, I do have one question I'm going to answer here from Mike. Mike writes in and says, hey, Cliff, this is a question for Podcast Answer Man. I watched the free portion of your podcast equipment and workflow seminar, which, by the way, you can find over at podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup, podcastanswerman.com slash studio setup. He says, where you talk about the Behringer uh, MDX4600 compressor limiter gate, it sounds like this piece of equipment is exactly what I'm looking for, but I'm really not sure, and I'm hoping you can clear this up for me. Well, let's see here. He says, when I use my dynamic microphone and turn the gain up so that the levels are on my Edderall are where I want them, I hear lots of background noise, mostly my PC fans, which are quite loud, uh, which would a noise gate... Uh, would a noise gate such as the MDX4600 be able to block out that PC fan noise and other random background noises such as typing on the keyboard and mouse clicks, etc.? If so, are there other... Well, first of all, let me just answer that question. The answer to your question is yes. It would gate out or close out and keep out all of those background noises from your recording uh, such as... um, you know, the computer fans, when you're not talking. So, for example, right now, when I'm not talking, it's dead silent. And the reason it's dead silent is because the gate closes behind my voice. Now, the thing is, though, when I am talking, my voice is activating or opening up the gate, letting audio coming from the microphone into the mixer. Here, let me do this. Okay, so right now, when I'm talking, you can hear me rubbing my hands together. So here I am rubbing my hands together. Okay, now when I stop talking, you hear the rub the rubbing of my hands next to my microphone goes away. But if I'm still talking, you hear when I'm talking that that rubbing of the hands is right there. But I'm rubbing my hands the same the entire time. Okay, so so that's the, that is a demonstration of how that gate works. I want to tell you that if you've got a really loud, noisy environment uh, for your audio recordings, such as your fans and your keyboard clicking and all the other stuff, if you got a, if you're in a really noisy environment, it's going to sound really weird. You know, completely. It's like all of a sudden you've got noise, and then it's dead silent. Noise, dead silent. Noise, dead silent. And that can get a, that can actually it can give you a little bit of an artificial sound if you're if you're not uh, careful with it. And so um, it's not fun setting up a compressor limiter gate because then you know you got the you got to get the attack set. To, that's how quickly it's going to engage. And then you've got the release, and it's how slowly it feeds back to you know to the normal stuff and. Uh, you know, it, it it's a real pain to set up. But the the thing is, is that what I, the reason why I, I'm sharing all of this is because the the Behringer MDX forty six hundred is the one piece of equipment that when I bought it, it just gathered dust for the longest time because I could not figure it out, and uh, and that's because I'm the type of person I never I never read an owner's manual. I I hate owner's manuals, and I hate it when I forget to close TweetDeck <laughs> when I'm recording a podcast. How did I not know? That tweet deck was up and running. So yeah, to, to answer your question, it's, it's finally I got around to where I I learned about the noise gate, what it would do, and I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want this thing to do. And so when I determined that that's what I wanted, I actually sat down and figured out by reading the manual, for, like literally hours spent uh, configuring this thing, and I got it set just the way I want it. 
So you're asking, are there any other models that you can recommend that might be a little less expensive uh, than the MDX 4600? And uh, for number one is, yes, there are a lot of uh, gates, compressor limiter gates out there that are less expensive. In fact, you can get the, uh, I, I can't remember what it is right now off the top of my head, an MDX, um, I'll tell you what, why I'm looking up, I'll tell you, it's a two-channel instead of a four-channel. So obviously that's going to be less expensive, and that is the MDX sixteen hundred. It's uh, you would think it's exactly the same uh, as far as the knob configurations and stuff like that. It's not. It is two channel instead of four channel, but they're, the knobs and everything are different. Would I recommend buying that for two reasons? I'll say no. Uh, the first reason I would say no is because getting a two two channel compressor limiter gate, you're only going to grow out of that thing. Um, sure, it might work for you for the one or two things that you want to do now, but having those extra two channels down the road, you'd be surprised at, at w- where you might find them coming in useful later. And the price difference, you know, it, it, the, the compressor, the MDX4600, it's pretty darn cheap. Uh, in fact, Mike actually even says in his email that he found it for $125, so it's not a bad price. So I would, I would say go with the MDX4600. Uh, versus going with a cheaper model um, with only two channels due to the fact that, number one, it uh, you can grow into it instead of grow out of it. And number two, um, I actually have a digital video training product showing you my exact knob settings for the MDX4600. In fact, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash products, I've added a lot of different things there uh, recently. In fact, um, there is a there is a video training tutorial on the on the Behringer MD, MDX forty six hundred compressor limiter gate where I actually show you exactly how I use that, how it's all hooked up, and I go through every single knob setting that's on there. And so you could actually mimic my exact settings. And uh, I, I know a lot of my clients bought this same piece of equipment just because they wanted to be able to have. This thing just, you know, just be able to turn the knobs right where the same place I have mine and have it all hooked up the same way because they know it works for me. And so it's likely to work for them as well. Now, when it goes to the MDX 1600, the knobs are different. I've had clients who've bought those and I'll tell you what, it can take hours to figure it all out uh, because we have to go through that manual and adjust things. And man, trying for me to actually help somebody figure that out via the telephone or via Skype, mm, not fun at all. In fact, so much so that probably if you were to ask me to do it, I wouldn't. So, um, yeah, I, I, I learned the hard way that that's not what I want to do. I don't want to help somebody uh, um, figure out how to get an MDX-1600 working uh, just right for their needs. Uh, compressor limiter gates are not my favorite piece of equipment to configure. Although, I, I if I'm there, I can do it. If I'm there and I have the manual in front of me and I can listen to what's going on in your headphones, hear the sound, I can do it in a heartbeat and I can write down all the settings and all that good stuff. But man, over the phone or via Skype, nah, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. Anyway, so would I recommend any other ones? No, I like the MDX4600. Is it the best compressor limiter gate out there? I'm sure it's not. There's more expensive ones out there. You know, there's the DBX286 or whatever by DBX. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it just happens to be the one I have and it, and it works for me. It's not that I wouldn't recommend the other ones. If you want to sit down and figure out how to use those, uh, once you know what they do, it, it's it's very helpful. And then uh, the manual can help you out a lot um, if you're technically minded in that way. So hopefully that'll help you out there, Mike. Um, and just w- real quickly, I want to let you guys know, uh, you've been hearing me talk in the past about the uh, the different webinars that I've been doing, and uh, that would be the thesis theme configuration, uh, taking uh, any standard WordPress site and making it look like podcastanswerman.com or gspn.tv. Uh, I have that available for sale now. Also, my equipment setup and my 100% step-by-step podcasting workflow video is now online as well. And again, you can find links to everything, all of my products over at podcastanswerman.com slash products. Well, I am going to turn things over to our interview now. And here is somebody who was willing to stand up and be a leader. Somebody who is still willing to stand up and say, hey, I, I'm willing to lead a tribe. And uh, Dr. Thomas Lamar has certainly done that with his Spinal Column radio podcast. And here is the interview now. (laughs) 
Well, I have Dr. Thomas Lamar on the line here with me right now. Thomas, how are you today? Cliff, it is a pleasure and so happy to, uh, to be asked to be on your show. I mean, of all the podcasts that I listen to, besides my own, you are number one. Thank you very much. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Um, I know a lot about you. I, uh, you and I have uh, worked together quite a bit extensively in the past, but I wouldn't mind it if you would let my audience know a little bit about yourself and the podcast that you've launched. Well, sure. Um, my name is Dr. Thomas Lamar, and as I say in the beginning of my uh, each episode, uh, chiropractor and dad of six. So I'm a chiropractor in uh, the small town of Kingston, Washington, which is uh, just outside of Seattle. And I have six uh, wonderful children and, of course, a beautiful wife that goes along with that. And I've been a chiropractor for, well, since 1995, been on my own since 1997. And, um, you know, I'm I'm a small businessman, just like uh, a lot of your listeners. And I thought, I was thinking about, you know, how can I do something different, shake things up, especially in this economy when things are, you know, maybe a little harder to uh, get that, that next client, that next customer, and so I've always kind of thought of myself as being an a outside-of-the-box thinker when it comes to marketing. And this idea of a podcast came up primarily because I have been, for the past 13 years, writing an article for the local paper here in Kingston, Washington, called The Spinal Column. And it's, it's a chiropractic article. It usually appears monthly. And I was thinking, you know, we've got a lot of great content in these articles we've been producing for the past 100 articles. And most of them just sit in the drawer, although I have been putting them out on my blog. But the idea of taking that content and repackaging it or repurposing it came to mind. And I thought that would just be a, a really great idea. How could I uh, repackage or repurpose these? And the idea of a podcast came along and it just made everything clicked when that podcast idea came up. Because since, since I was a kid, since I was a teen, I would play around on a microphone up in my attic and even had my own little radio station, quote unquote, called KTOM. And uh, I, I rigged it up to a kind of a Mr. Microphone and we, we got our signal out to the front driveway. It was straight. Nice. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, I've got a little audio clip here just so people can uh, get a little sampling of what the quality of your program is. So let me just go ahead and play this real quick. Welcome back to another exciting, information-packed episode of Spinal Column Radio. My name is Dr. Thomas Lamar, chiropractor and dad of six. And this is the podcast that gets you to think, to think about your health in a whole new way. We're the podcast for your backbone, the podcast with backbone. Who knew that spinal education could be this much fun? I can almost imagine you sitting in front of a Mr. Microphone doing that, practicing that for, uh, oh, yeah. for these days. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So basically, okay. So, so you've you've had this lifelong dream of having your own radio show or even your own station, and Absolutely. and 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 you thought, man, I've got this. All, you have all this wonderful content that you've written uh, for this column, and and so you get this inspired idea to do a podcast. But my question for you is, do you really think it's having any kind of impact on your business? Well, you know, I went into it thinking that it might not immediately. And to, you know, full disclosure, I have not seen anybody walk into my office to this date. We've been doing this for 11 months that says, hey, I'm here because I heard you on SpinalColumnRadio.com. That has not happened. But I don't want that to discourage any listeners because the podcast has reached a supercharged our practice in a different way. It's, it's excited our, our patient population. Um, everybody knows about it in my practice. I talk about it you know, all the time. And so internally it has created kind of an excitement and, and what's, what's fun about that is patients are excited about what we're doing. And so when they're going to refer and we, we get a lot of referrals in our practice, they're going to go out and they, they say, Hey, you know, Hey Jane, you should listen to my chiropractor. He has an internet radio show and, and especially listen to this particular episode. And so we're getting people coming in because the podcast is being used as a tool to, to help promote us. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, that, that, that is uh, very much like the story of my friend, um, Dr. Joe Valenzi, who is down in Port Orange, Florida, who does uh, talktothedentist.com. 
Uh, very, yes, I'm aware of it. Yes, very very similar story where he he basically uses that uh, podcast to to talk to his existing patients and to really make sure that everybody on his staff is on the same page that they're all communicating the same way. And uh, I love the fact that you know this is kind of um, you know solidified you guys as a unit together and, and a brand uh, that that you can point people to. Um, so, so basically you feel like, okay, maybe nobody's walked into the door and say, I heard about you on Spinal Condom Radio, uh, and that's why I'm here, but you still do believe it has had a a positive impact on your business. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 this doesn't happen very often, but there's one guy the the other day, he came in as a new patient, learned about our our podcast. And on the second visit, he came in and he was, I don't want you to get a big head or anything, but I, I've listened to every one of your episodes. (laughs) <laughs> like, are you serious? And his wife is nodding. Yes, they've been going on in the house all day long. So, um, yeah, it definitely has a positive has had a positive impact in that it's it's helping to bolster our existing marketing efforts. It's improving my 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 internet presence. I mean, certainly if you're producing content on a regular basis, Google knows about you, and so we're getting a lot of traffic in that way. And and also. I mean, there's, there's other reasons for me doing this, this podcast other than the fact that I love radio and I'm trying to improve my business. Um, about a year and a half ago, I have six children and my oldest son, his name is Logan. He's 10 now. Logan was uh, helping me to, he's really into technology. He's helping me put in a new telephone system at the office and he was in my private office and was taking a rather interesting or uh, maybe a, a great interest in the books that were in the, in the shelves there. And he says, Dad, what's this book over here? And it's, oh, that's a radiology book. We talked about it for a while. And he pointed to another book. We talked about it. And he said, you know, I think I know what I want to do now. Oh, what's that? And he goes, I want to be a chiropractor. I said, really? Well, that's really neat. That's awesome. And, you know, I realize he might change his mind. But the point is, is that I, as the homeschooling father, I was like, wow, I really need to start getting him involved in what Dad does. And so uh, we have brought him into the office. He comes in two hours a week now uh, on Fridays. Uh, but before that happened, I was like, you know, if we do this podcast, Logan can be my audio engineer slash sidekick. And so that's what he does. He, dad and, and Logan get to do something that is creating tremendous value to not only our patient population, but the world. And we've seen that. And we have a global audience, which is just, I mean, it's, it's very humbling, actually. But uh, I think it was episode number seven. We did a, a, a torticollis uh, episode. When, and torticollis is like, you wake up one morning and your neck is literally, you know, twisted off to the side and you cannot move it. It's, it's very, very scary, basically. <laughs> and it doesn't look too good either. And, I, and chiropractic can be very um, beneficial for that. And I had a woman, a mother, who emailed me from Malaysia who, whose son, who was one year old, had the same problem and they weren't getting any help from their medical doctor. And so she emailed me just to, to get a little additional advice. And that just, that rocked my world. Wow. wow. Malaysia is on the other side of the world. And here I am, small Kingston, Washington. I mean, we're only talking maybe uh, a couple thousand people in, the, in our, you know, defined Kingston area. And here I am helping somebody in Malaysia. So that was really cool. And that- so Logan and I do this together and... We're, we're having a good time that and we're awesome. making memories. Yes. Hey, you know, I, I want to go back to, to one thing you said, and, and I think it's very powerful and I think it's probably one of my favorite aspects of podcasting uh, as far as how it benefits a business. And uh, it, matter of fact, if it, there, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, and I'm talking about the to the audience here, and check out uh, my sidebar, there should be a little video over there that says the power of podcasting for business. And in that video, there's one slide where I share that I get an email every week, multiple times. It comes in over and over again. And it usually starts out, hey, I found you as a result of a Google search, and I've listened to, and sometimes it's one, sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 30 hours of your podcast, and I know that I want to hire you. When can I get on your schedule? And so this this patient that you talked about, uh, he comes in one time, he hears about the podcast, goes home, and then listens to all of them. Now, what you have there is a client 
who or a patient who is going to be a patient for life. Yeah, I, I agree. And we, we have a patient now who who has a deeper connection with me. And it, it's it's kind of interesting because you're you're talking to the patient and they're like, Yeah, I already know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I know I know what you're gonna say now, you know, because <laughs> he knows me so well. I get that yet, as well. I just, and yet I just I just met him. Yes. So that it's it's not a two way uh relationship yet, uh, but my, my end will, will come up as he comes in more. Well, the, <laughs> the, the cool thing is about that, and you're absolutely right, it's not a two-way relationship yet, but in his mind, you guys are best friends. Yeah, and that's important when you're choosing um, a chiropractor especially. And somebody was just telling me this yesterday. He says, you know, you have to understand that you are touching people, and that's, that's very intimate. Yeah, and and so yeah, the relationship that a chiropractor has with a with a client or a patient is it's it's deeper than just your maybe the relationship that you and I have. Um, it's, you know, talking about podcasting. Yep. Um. So, yeah, it's anybody in in, in healthcare really is uh, going to be taken to a deeper level of a relationship with their particular customer or client. Yeah, and the and the good thing there, the fact is, is that the the relationship's already solid on their end. And then that what that does is instead of us trying to quote unquote sell ourselves and our benefits and all that we have to offer to them in that one-on-one time that we do share with them, uh, we can actually relax a little bit and sit back and let them do all the talking. We can do all the listening and really get to know them on that level. And it's, it's absolutely what I love most about podcasting for my own personal business. I couldn't agree more. And uh, something that's very related to that is the podcast allows me to um, have a deeper level of communication with my patients. As an example, we have a condition that we see from time to time, and I call it the unstable pelvis. I've done a podcast on it, but really what it is, it's a sacroiliac sprain. And, and it, it, can, it can present to the office and look completely like something else until you start to see the patient for you know four or five visits. And then all of a sudden, it's like it rears its head and you're like, oh, this is what we're dealing with. And so when that, that happens, usually the patient's quite frustrated at this point because they're not getting better. But when we find the problem, and for me really to do that topic, due diligence with a patient, I need to talk to them for about 20 minutes. And I don't always have 20 minutes to talk to a patient. But I do maybe have about two minutes to maybe give them a, a quick little synopsis of it and then say, you know what? I have done a podcast on this very topic where I will talk to you for 20 minutes and ex- explain it all in great detail. And then, so it, this is your homework. I want you to go home and, and I'll give them a little something that says Spinal Column Radio on it that we've made up and I'll, I'll write episode nine on it and they'll go home and they'll listen to it as their homework. And the next day they come in and they've listened to it. And you know what, Cliff? The questions that they ask me now, um, they're great questions. They're, they're not the basic questions anymore. They're, they're higher level questions. And so our, our time now is, is maximized together and uh, they're, they're getting greater value. Very cool. So, so we know that you're uh, telling your patients about your podcast. We know now that you're, you're sending little cards home with a, an episode number that you're referring them back to. Um, what about some of the folks out there um, who are just finding you as a result of a Google search or anything like that? Um, I, I want you to tell us about how you're educating your audience about what podcasting is. Uh, I knew you were going to go there. Um, well, you know, coming, having come from uh, or, or being in a profession in which we are trying to communicate something that's very different and very foreign to people, and that is chiropractic. A lot of people don't even understand what chiropractic is. Um, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm quite, uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with trying to communicate something that, that is a bit foreign to people. And so when we, you and I first started talking um, about the podcast for um, my, my office, I said, Cliff, you know, I've been telling my patients about this upcoming podcast, trying to generate some excitement and some buzz about it. And I'm just being met with blank stares, like a pod what? I mean, up here in the Northwest, I mean, you say pod and people think of orca whales. So um, it became very clear that most people don't know what a podcast is. Uh, I think the stats say that, you know, only about 10% of the population knows what it is. And that's probably about right. Nine out of 10 people don't know what you're talking about. And then when you, if you do say podcast, they'll say, well, oh, yeah, that means... Um, I don't have an iPod, so I, I really don't get into that or, you know, that there's all these misconceptions that come up. And so 
I said, would it, it just seems to me that it'd be appropriate. And what do you think? Should I put like a, a page on my, on my website that might give you a little podcasting 101, maybe an explanation of what it is and how you can get the most benefit out of it. And you're like, absolutely. Actually, that's something I've been meaning to do. And, and so you gave me some, some inspiration and you said, hey, go check out this really great YouTube video. And, and I did that. And, and it just inspired me just to take everything that I had learned to date from you and from a bunch of books that I had read and internet articles and just kind of download my brain as to how my, I had synthesized it up to that point. And so we came out with a, what's a podcast page. And um, I think it does a pretty good job of just giving you this really kind of explaining the power of, of a podcast and, and just how you can harness that power. And we told you about it and you were excited about it. And, and then you did a, a part of your show on it, which I want to thank you for that. Cause we um, immediately had a global audience uh, after that came on the air, so to speak. And that was about seven days into our launch. Yes. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm just excited that you finally ran, went around and do, did that. In fact, I had shared with you, it's like, hey, this is something I think that you ought to do. And it was one of those cases that I do very often. It's like, this is one of the things that I know I should do. And I've still never got around to doing it. And uh, I want to say thank you because eventually I, 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 I bumped it up high enough on my list that I eventually uh, created a, you know, a, a little bit of a how to subscribe to podcasts and benefit from these things uh, myself as well. But uh, you, you did. But and I was so proud of you. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I, I oftentimes I refer a lot of my clients to your site and to the what is a podcast page because it is a perfect example of what I think we podcasters need to do to educate. Because here's the thing, what you're doing is you're going to take that, you know, if the overall population is 10% that knows about podcasting, I think, you know, your your patients are going to help up the percentage of people who know what podcasting is, at least in your area. And uh, so I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. One final thing I want you to tell me a little bit about is, is you actually got invited to come speak at a conference or to do a podcast live in front of an audience. Tell me about this. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, it, it's a long story and I don't have time, but if, if I could distill it down to two words, the two words would be passion and influence. And so basically what happened, I, we do a podcast on all things chiropractic. If it has something to do with chiropractic and it interests me, we're going to talk about it. And so we talk about chiropractic history from time to time. And um, in particular, chiropractic, and a lot of people don't know this, has a link to radio. Dr. B.J. Palmer is the, is the, uh, the son of the founder of chiropractic. And he was a, an excellent marketer, great businessman, and a phenomenal chiropractor, of course. And he, he saw something in radio, which at the time was only used in government and for ham radio operators and amateur stuff. And he saw something in radio that others did not. Simply its ability to communicate a message to you know, thousands and millions of, of in the unseen audience. And so he purchased the what is amounts to be the second commercial radio station in the United States. It was the WOC. Uh, it stood for the Wonders of Chiropractic. That's what he told people. And it stood, it was on top of his Palmer School of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa, in the middle of the nation. And it, because there weren't any uh, radio signals competing with it, it just went for miles. It, actually, it covered almost the entire United States just because of how the radio worked back then. So I, I did a history podcast on this, and it's, it's really rich, and I would encourage anybody to go check it out on my site. But I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could have some original recordings of B.J. Palmer on the radio talking about chiropractic? And back then, they really didn't do any recording of, of radio, per se. And if they did, it, it was destroyed immediately. It, just, um, it wasn't meant to be archived. Anyway, long story short, I found in the deep recesses of Google, somebody who'd found some original recordings of B.J. Palmer on the radio. This guy's an antique collector and loves vinyl records and... So basically, he was selling these digitally remastered copies of, of B.J. Palmer on the radio. And I, I contacted them, and he eventually got back to me. And, and sure enough, I bought them, and they were, they were phenomenal. And I said, I've got to have you on our show. I'd love to bring you on. We'll, we'll interview you, and you can talk about how you found these. And then we can give people the opportunity to come buy them from your site. And be, we can play a clip. And anyway, I was real excited about it. And he's like, well, okay, I'll come on. And and we did the interview. We got to the point where we played the clip, and and I said, "So, Mr. Waters, how would somebody go about you know purchasing these this 
this phenomenal find, and, and he, instead of him coming back and saying, well, Tom, they can go to www, buy my CD, he said, he said nothing. And it was like dead air. And looking over at Logan, and Logan's around the soundboard, he's like, everything's okay. And, and so finally I said, is everything okay? Can I help you with a website perhaps? And, and he says, no. He's, you know, I've been thinking about it as we've been talking, and I've decided not to sell these anymore. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Will that work? And, uh, and he's like, no. He goes, you know what? I'd rather give them to you. Wow. Are you serious? He goes, yeah. You know, I've had them for like six, seven years here. And I'm just, I'm ready to move on to other things. And uh, I've made some money off of them. I feel like I've gotten my return. And I just feel a responsibility to give these back to the chiropractic profession. And I can think of no better way. I've listened to your podcast. You are so passionate about this. You, I think you might even love these more than me, you know? And, and he goes, I would just, I would feel honored if you would podcast these for me so I can give them back to the chiropractic profession. Nice. And keep in mind, these are 78 records. They were made out of shellac. They were so brittle that he was, as a record collector, was shocked that they still existed. He found them in the Salvation Army for $2. And back then, they, they, they were handwritten labels. They were white, which meant that they were meant to be played on the radio, the labels. And, and he said, you know, these were meant to be destroyed right after they were played. And the fact that they still exist is amazing. And so we went ahead and we kind of scrapped our our interview and started over and said, okay, we're going to do five separate, uh, you know, it'll do a series. And we did five separate episodes and basically these went out and I came into my office and I was, I, I used Facebook to help to promote, um, spinal column radio. And, and all of a sudden I had these people, I don't know, wanting to be my friends are like, Hey, I heard the podcast is amazing. And then I'm like, who are these people? And they're all chiropractors. And there's a certain, um, population in our profession that really revere BJ Palmer and, that's who I was tapping into. And it didn't take long before a gentleman, a chiropractor by the name of Dr. Jim Dubell to contact me. And he says, I heard your podcast. This is amazing. And all the sound quality, everything, your voice, it all is great. And, I, and he goes, if you've got more, just keep sending them our way. People are eating them up. And I was like, all right. And about 15, 20 minutes later, he emails me again. I didn't know who this guy was. So the influence part, passion, I had the passion, you're catching on to that. And then the influence, you, you could have 10,000 people there listening, but it doesn't really matter who's listening. I mean, it matters who's listening. And this guy has some, uh, has some influence. And he, he's the mastermind behind this, this mega chiropractic, chiropractic history and philosophy conference that occurs three times a year and has done so for the past 20 years in the Pacific, or excuse me, in the on the East Coast in the, uh, the, the Northeast area. So the Northeastern region, it's the largest conference of its kind in that area. And it's called uh, New Beginnings Chiropractic Weekend. And he says, you know, we do this little conference and uh, you know, hundreds of chiropractors come to this thing and, and we take up a whole hotel and you know, it's like four days long and dozens of the greatest speakers in chiropractic come to our event to speak. And he goes, I just, I feel like I should reach out to you because I think it would be great if you could come to our conference bring your podcast and stuff and, you know, and we'll set you up in a room and you can interview our greatest speakers for your podcast. We'll take YouTube videos of you to help promote what we're doing. And we get some great content to put up on our website. You can take home the entire interview and you can podcast it from your Kingston location. And it'll just be a win-win. I was like, Oh my goodness. How could I say no to this? Because up until this point, I have done some interviews and I like interviewing people. I've been, I've been interviewing people that I would consider common chiropractors that have done extraordinary things. As an example, I, I interviewed a guy who, who um, adjusted the grizzly bear. <laughs> and I interviewed a guy who, uh, who carved a 30-foot human spine in front of his office. And I love that story because his office has never been busier since he's done that. And so I've been interviewing those types of, of people and I love those stories. And I'll continue to do those. But the idea of me being able to, especially 11 months into us, or it was eight months back then to be interviewing some of the greatest chiropractors in our profession just floored me. And it, and it humbled me greatly. I said, well, yes, absolutely. I will do this, but I have two conditions. Oh, what are those? Number one is we bring our own equipment. I said, we have developed a, uh, a professional sound quality that 
I do not want to compromise. And certainly, if you're going to be putting me on YouTube, we're going to be giving you our fee to put into your camera. And uh, you know, so I don't want to be coming in on a, you know, a built-in microphone off the camera. So we bring our stuff. Oh, no problem. And when we did that, and that was a, a bit of a challenge, which could be another conversation. But let's just say it's the only time I've ever been patted down in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you've got a lot of wires in there. Why don't you come over here, son? <laughs> okay. So, so um, anyway, and then uh, condition number two, my son comes with me. My 10-year-old son. Well, why is that? Well, he's my audio engineer. You're serious. I'm absolutely dead serious. He, uh, he, look, if you're going to put me in front of a YouTube video and I'm going to be interviewing some of the greatest minds in chiropractic, I want to be engaged in those conversations. I don't want to be thinking about if my sound levels are between negative 12 and negative 6. That's Logan's job. That's what he does. And he does it well. Okay, I guess your son's coming. So, we, so those are my, my, my two conditions. And we went out there and it was phenomenal. We interviewed 23 chiropractors in the course of two and a half days. We were working nonstop. And the interviews, some of them were over an hour long. So we came home with a bunch of great content. But to get to you, I had to lay that out so you kind of understand. One week prior, before, prior to us going to New Jersey, so you know, we went on, we flew across the, the nation here. Um, Dr. Dubell contacted me and he said, I just had this great idea. Why don't you do one of your interviews live on stage in front of our audience of 500? Nice. Uh, two things went through my head. Number one was kind of, I'm excited but nervous at the same time. And that was something I'm like, I, I think I could pull this off though. This would be great. The other thing is I kind of could sense at this point that this guy wasn't really technically savvy. He's just a great idea guy. And I was like, can we technically pull this off? Because I've never done one before. Do they have? Well, I don't even know what their what their sound systems like. We're gonna have to patch into it, and or do they even have a sound system? Are we gonna be contacting some guy at the hotel? It's gonna you know plug us into the wall. How's this going to work? And and so anyway, he I, we worked all that out, and he does have a sound guy. And so we did a lot of emails back and forth. And I said, I think we can do this. And I I um I purchased a uh, a. 100 foot cable, high quality cable, because I knew that when you get long runs like that, you could start getting noise. And so we wanted to make sure that we had the best sound quality. And let me just say, when we were doing our sound checks, I was unsure as to how the high LPR 40 would do in a, a live situation PA system. But if you think it sounds good as a podcasting microphone, <laughs> it rocks as a PA microphone. And we started our show, and Logan's up there. You just kind of imagine we're up there on a table on the stage we've got our two high lpr 40s with the boom arms and the shock mounts and the microphone flags and and uh goes up there we, we've got a we i purchased a little small mixer for traveling because we just couldn't bring the big one um that was the other thing is i didn't want to check any of my baggage everything went on board with us because uh, i didn't want to show up to new jersey and say well i'm here but my equipment's not right. <laughs> so that, was, that was a big deal for me so it was up there and we start the show and the, uh, we've got our theme music, which you've already played and it's just blasting and it sounds awesome. And the, and I'm, I, I began it, you know, and I said, uh, I don't know exactly what I said, but I said something like, um, you know, coming up next on spinal column radio, an interview with new beginnings, co-founder, Dr. Bill Henry live on stage and on location in New Jersey. And the crowd went wild. And the energy, even the guy that was up on stage with me, and he's typically the MC for these events, was amazed. And he was like, we were just like blown away by the energy that was coming off of that audience. And as soon as that happened, boy, did I kick into gear. And, and the interview went, went really well. And uh, we just had, had a great, great time. And um, we, we, we kept the interview under 15 minutes so we could get it up onto YouTube uh, we had there were some minor technical things that kind of didn't go the way I'd hoped, but overall the the production came out really well. And if we ever do get a chance to do it again, um, it's going to be just that much better. That is awesome! What an amazing story! And and now here you are in in your industry, sitting in front of hundreds of of people. Not to mention the speakers that are you know the 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 go-to people for for expert advice in this area and and you're sitting there in front of all of them 
and and in a place where you now are going to be thought of as a thought leader in your industry. I love it. Oh, it's great. And, and so, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm involved in, I don't consider myself an expert in this yet. I'm developing a whole nother audience. Now I have chiropractors that are listening to me because we're, so we we're, we appeal to lay people and and to chiropractors as well, and so we might see kind of a splitting of spinal column radio to uh, to really you know focus on those two groups. But it has been a ride. What 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 a ride it has been, definitely. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I offline I can share with you a whole lot of uh, wonderful ideas for ways to to monetize that new audience that you have um, out of this world. The opportunities that are available to you. Well, that would be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> and for anybody else that wants to know about those opportunities, you should check out the Passive Income Strategy for Podcasters, which is a uh, whole video tutorial series I did with my good friend, Pat Flynn. But uh, we'll talk about that more later. Anyway, Dr. Thomas Lamar, you can check it out over at SpinalColumnRadio.com. Anything else you want to tell folks about uh, where they can find you online? SpinalColumnRadio.com is the podcast, um, AnchorChiropractic.net. That is my practice website. And of course, the podcast ties into that as well. And, um, you know, I, I can just, this final word is that even if this doesn't make me any money in my office, it has opened up opportunities that never would have presented themselves to me because we're, we're doing this. And, and at the end of the day, I've, I've said this before. That even if the only people that listen to our podcast is my mother and my wife, my son and I are making memories and we're having a blast doing it. That is very awesome. Dr. Lamar, thank you very much for coming on the show. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, there you go, my friends. That is the interview with Dr. Thomas Lamar. And I, I love his attitude about podcasting. I can tell you right now, um, after having that interview, I did have a conversation with Dr. Lamar about some potential ways to monetize his podcast. And I can almost guarantee you that if I were to do an interview with him in about 18 months from now, I think you would hear some pretty exciting stories about what he's accomplished over the next 18 months. I know that he's going to be setting aside some time and he and I are going to work together on, uh, implementing some some ideas, I believe. So, uh, Dr. Lamar, let's get that scheduled. I, I can't wait to work with you. I know that the holidays are upon us, and so uh, let's get those through. Let's get through those, and uh, I, I'm excited about some of the things that he and I talked about after we got off the, uh, uh, off the recording there. So, folks, I'll tell you what. The question to you is, are you excited? Are you passionate about anything? And if so, what's that one thing that you just want to change the world with? I mean, what is that one topic where you could just talk about it all day, all night? Are you willing to be a leader? Are you willing to step up and lead a tribe? And are you willing to believe that you can actually start out with just a handful of people, eventually build that up to just 1,000 people? That's all you need. Just build it up to 1,000 people and then you can forget about your stats. Because once you have 1,000 people, you can change the world. You can make a living off of just 1,000 people in your tribe. I know it to be true. I am so certain about this. And in fact, if you want to learn about the passive income strategies for podcasters, uh, that is one of the things that after I'm finished recording today, this thing will be online. So before I leave for Thanksgiving holiday here, I am going to have that online. In fact, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash products, the thesis training is there, my podcast equipment, and my workflow, how I'm able to record eight episodes in eight hours and have all of them online before I sit down to dinner in a single day, that step-by-step workflow and all the equipment that I use, how it's all hooked up, everything is all included in the Inside the Studio webinar or tutorial, I guess now I should say. Um, The MDX Behringer 4600 training video for how to set that up and how it's all used. All of it available at podcastanswerman.com slash products. And by the time I leave this week for uh, my Thanksgiving holiday with my family, leaving on Wednesday, I will have the passive income strategies for podcasters available as a digital product for purchase on my website as well. 
So just go over to podcastanswerman.com slash products. That's where you'll see it all listed. And that's, my friends, where you can help me help you on a more efficient basis. I love it because you get all of the training. It's hours and hours and hours and hours of training for me, but at a much lower cost than what you'd pay me one-on-one. And you get to keep the videos for life and watch them over and over again. God bless you all. Happy Thanksgiving.